Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's your Lusteha. Hey guys, it's Siham. Hey guys, it's Emel. How are you guys doing? Fabuloso. Tired. Fabulous, fabulous. I'm not fucking tired. Crank that energy up. I don't have any energy to give you. <laughs> I have nothing to give you. I should have bought you Starbucks before we it's came. It's hump week. Oh, hump day. Hump day. Hump, <laughs> hump week. I actually never understood what that means. I don't get the purpose of it. I don't yeah. Know. I, I don't so know. It's, it's, the, middle, it's the, hump, the middle of the It's the hump week, day so you're it's like over. You get through this week. Yeah. It's the weekend. Yeah. A yeah. fake weekend, yeah. which is two days. Blink and it's Monday. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Would you rather not have it? Huh? Would you rather not have it? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't. <laughs> I I would honestly I prefer working the weekend over the weekdays. Like I would. What? Yeah, I would rather work the weekends and have like Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday off. No, that's boring. Cause then it's like whenever you have that off, everybody else is on an opposite schedule of having weekday like weekdays. That's so which interesting. Kind of but once you're special. like used to it, I guess. I guess once I you're like used it. to it, you don't you don't really care because everything you do on Mondays and Tuesdays. The stores and everything would be empty because most people would be doing it. It's not about that. It's about hanging out with friends. They're on the opposite schedule as you. It's true. It's weird because, it like, whenever you want to, yeah, it's like whenever you want to hang out with people, you're off Monday and Tuesday. People are working Monday and Tuesday. True. I mean, it's convenient for, like, you to do any, like, you know, go to the hospital, run any, like, you know what I mean? Like, random errands. It's Mm -hmm. nice, but otherwise, it's annoying. Yeah. Otherwise, it's annoying. You guys can hear my retainers. We can't. It's really, really annoying. I apologize. I sound like a, an idiot. Whenever I have them on, I feel like I talk ridiculous. You get used to it, though. No, I, I, I get used to certain ones. Like, the last ones, I felt like I was talking fine. This one... Is it tighter? Yeah, this one's tighter, but I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't had it on. I just put it back on because I just ate, but... I don't know. I hate it. It takes a while for your, I guess, your, for your lips to get used. The way I talk to them is different. It's so annoying. It's so ugly. Yeah. But beauty's pain. What's your highs and lows? Um, I don't know. What is my high? My high, I feel like the last few days I've been super productive. And I think that's my, my high. I want to keep this productivity streak. But I know come the weekend, I'm going to give myself a day off. And then it's back to, like, the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be my high. My low, I currently don't have one. I just found out it's going to snow. And I feel like that's a low. Because I'm probably going to be stuck in the house all day tomorrow. Always. But, yeah, that's, that's it. It was a pretty average week this week. How about you guys? I'm no, I, I'm tired, but I don't have, I don't think I have a high or a low. I feel like it's just been mild. I don't know. Yeah. My week just started, so. Last History been, Month. No, that's Black History been Month, draining. yeah. I feel like the way, I wasn't very well rested this weekend, so I feel like I'm drained out. It's mm. only Wednesday, Same. but in my mind, I'm like, bruh. Yeah, I'm like, can drained. I make it till Friday? Mm. Can I? Will I? Let's yeah. go find out. Um, but I guess it's Black History Month. I'm excited about that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't I know. Like every Black History Month, I learned something new that I didn't know before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every for how long? My entire life, like every Black History Month, I'm learning something. But it's not new. like they taught us Black. It, that's like what I'm saying. That's the fucked up part. Just like Black History Month. That's they didn't what, really teach us why it was Black History Month. Niggas is damn near thirty and learning a lot about Black History history on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Shout out Twitter. Or I saw this thread. I saw this thread on Twitter today. This guy's been doing for five years for the last five years, and for the 
um, month, the whole month of February, he does every single day, he shares a fact or he shares some information that we didn't know. And I'm like, wow, yeah. for five years, you've been giving away knowledge about Black History Month that we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I also love, like, I don't know if you guys are in the Yaqeen Institute or, like, if you follow Umar Saban at all, but he does, um, he does black, um, I don't want to butcher it, it was, like, black messengers, it's right here, actually, black lives around the messenger for Black History Month, mm-hmm. okay. and he just talks about, like, Bilal and, like, all of his, uh, mm-hmm. as habas that were there, the companions, like and all the black lives around the mes- um, Prophet Salah. I love wow, that. I love it. I'm like, I, I actually love the fact that, like, especially this month, after the whole BLM and George Floyd mm-hmm. situation that happened over the summer, mm-hmm. I feel like this month is so, like, I love Important. how everybody's ce- celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. Except Florida. <laughs> Let's, not Florida say, was crazy. Let's not even say that man's we're, name. We're, yeah. we're throwing Florida away. We've been if throwing you know, Florida If you know away. what just happened, we're not going to mention that on our podcast. This is what we hear for our podcast. What is that word um, when the continents shift? Where it like people uh, were talking about I mean, Florida, cut off Florida. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? It's not panoramic. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a P. Pan I don't something. know what it is. Something. It's pan something, and we we just Pangea. It's Pangea. Look at me. Wow. Look at my brain. You pulled out wow. seventh grade brain. Wow. Wow. I said I went back to the fourth grade. I said, what was it called? <laughs> Was that fourth grade or seventh I grade? I, I think that was like seventh grade. Yeah, I feel like that was twelfth grade too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the education system, grade, whatever right? it was, in the staff pulled it out of the old well. files. Yo, bro, I'm shook. Y'all know me. My brain doesn't remember shit. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm just ready to cut yeah. Florida off completely. Yeah, she at needs. This point. She needs okay, to go. I, yeah. She needs to go. They said Florida's Miami. Hot I want to keep Miami. Florida's a hot mess. And Key West. I want to keep them too. The rest of Florida can go. Hot mess. No, you don't get to choose. Oliva is gone. Well, to be honest, we have Hawaii and the Caribbean, so they can go. Wow, that's a bit harsh. A bit harsh. Would you want to keep those serial killers? Uh, literally, Florida is the hottest mess. Welcome to Florida. One of these days, I'm going to go and I'm going to come back and I'm going to report back. Let me, let me, fly me out. Let's both, fly me out to Florida my, and I'll report my, back. Let's do a live episode from Florida. Both of my killers in my story are, are from, Florida? from Florida and Hawaii. So <laughs> oh, Hawaii. <laughs> Don't be going to tropical places. Okay, that's where that's the... That's where all the killers are. But that kind of gave me this episode. Oh, I didn't do my highs and lows. What's my oh. highs and lows? Uh, this week has just been a very tiring week. That's my low. My high is I... Next week, I will be going somewhere warm for... Like a day, so I'm looking forward to that. That's my high, inshallah. 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 How about you? Oh, yeah, you said your highs in Yeah. It's yeah. a mild week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this episode, we decided to bring back a true crime favorite episode that we did. I don't even know if it's a favorite, but I'm claiming it's a, it's a favorite. We love true crime. Because, true huh? Crime. We love true crime, and we love talking about things that we love on our podcast. But we're going to do a true crime episode um, where we're talking Valentine's about... Valentine's Day edition. Valentine's yeah. Day edition. It's a special one. It's true crime. Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, shit. Mine is not Valentine's Day at all. Oh, no. That's the whole point of it. Shit. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. We just want you guys to be wary out <laughs> for this Valentine's Day. Love is Day. all great. Don't trust, these, don't trust these men. Or these women. Or women. Okay. Mine yeah. these women. These Mine women. is <laughs> Mine <laughs> these women. <laughs> Look at me for once, not coming for men. Wow. Wow. 2021, wow. she's different. So stay home this Valentine's Day unless you want to be a story that Love we... Love will get you cl- killed. A that's, story. that's the theme. Uh, but yeah. Who... Should I start? Go for it. 
I can start my story. So my story is about so my story is about the Lonely Hearts Killers, um, and these people are. So basically, I'm gonna start the story from from the end and go back to the beginning. Okay. Okay, so we're set in February 28 of 1949. So there's Raymond Fernandez and Martha Beck. They're this couple. They went on their little shindig date, got dinner, went to the movies, came back home. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on during the night, they get um, a knock from the police. And for the police, uh, the police got a call from the neighbors saying to check on the neighbors. So what the police find out is that Martha and Raymond don't actually own the house. It's not even their home. The home belongs to uh, Daphne Dowing and her two-year-old child. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, both um, Raymond and Martha get arrested. And then later on, investigators search the home and find two bodies that are buried. So what happened was... Um, so what happened was Raymond. He was he. I'll give you guys a little background on Raymond. Mm -hmm. um, he was born in uh, Hawaii to Spanish parents, and then he remained in the U.S. until he was an adult to go serve um, World War II, where he went to Spain, got married there, had kids, decided that he was bored with his life there, and hopped on a ship back to the U.S. And during his trip back to the U.S., um, like a big metal crane fell on him. Mm -hmm causing him a brain injury and then after that brain injury the accident changed his personality and he became impulsive erratic and addicted to sex so then that's when his life of crime began when he came back to the u.s um and then raymond started stealing clothes and he was caught for it, so he served a year in jail and when he was in jail he had a roommate that was obsessed with like like black magic and Buddha kind of shit. So then he 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 like he believed in this religion and became like super obsessed with it. And his main goal was to like have power over a woman. Mm -hmm. And um, so he started after he got out. Um, he came out with all the voodoo shit and like all that stuff that he learned. He um started um this there was a club called the Lonely Hearts Club and basically like women ride in and men ride in and like they basically get paired up mm -hmm. um because they're like you know they're trying to find their soulmate and stuff so what happened is he starts taking advantage of that and starts targeting like richer women mm -hmm. that are older and he starts like stealing their money and stuff but after a while he meets this one lady named luciana thomas and it, like he he's like living he decides to rent a room from her and then afterwards they fall in love or whatever they have a little little relationship and then they, they decide to go on vacation together to spain where he takes her to introduce him to his other wife and kids um Wait, yeah. he has another wife and kids Crazy. yeah the ones in spain that he left he got bored yeah. of yeah Damn. so he takes his lover to go oh meet his God. wife and kids he's like here she is and then like obviously martha falls in love with him because he did that voodoo sh the voodoo shit you know on her her um, name's luciana or martha i mean sorry luciana sorry sorry okay. sorry sorry martha's the original, the original she's the og yeah. girl you know okay. um but we didn't get to her story yet but luciana sorry mm -hmm. he like gets her to fall in love or whatever and they're on this trip together in Spain and they get into a little argument or whatever um, but at this time he already like has the will signed his name everything so they get into a little argument he slips her one two pills and she oh. decides she dies and the the um, the Spanish police call it like that she has um, 
it was an accident, not an accident, but they say that she had a heart attack. Oh. So next morning he flies back, tells um, Luciana's mother like, hey, she died. I'm on Noel. Like I own everything that she has and moves on with his life. No one questions him. Damn. Um. That and must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes on to look for his ne- next target. And as he's doing that, I'm going to let you know about uh, Martha. So Martha, who's born in Florida, um, and she dealt with a lot growing up. And as a child, she was, she had, like, um, she was, like, very shy and overweight. And then she had unspecific, like, health issues that caused her to be, like, bullied by other children. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, she continued to have, like, a successful career as a nurse. Mm-hmm. But um, she had like difficult. At first, she had difficulties finding work because of her appearances of being just overweight and mm-hmm. just like not being attractive. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this is back in the days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so she ended up after she graduated, she ended up moving from her hometown um, in Florida all the way to California, where she kind of like met this guy had a child with him, and then was having this nice job or whatever, and then after she asked the guy to marry her, he decided to commit suicide and kill himself. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so my God. So she was heartbroken, sad. Way to get out of relationship. <laughs> I was what a hard no. He like, said, that is horrible. Said, yes. Girl, what? So then she became really depressed, so she decided to move back to her hometown, um, and then she met a guy there at her hometown. That didn't work out. She met another guy who was a serviceman, and I guess, like, that kind of worked out for them, and she had a child with him, but he went off to war and ended up, like, dying in war and didn't come back. So oh, then nice. she became... Damn. Yeah, so then she became an alcoholic and obsessed with romantic novels and films, mm-hmm. and and Aww. so, yeah, so then... Like later, later that year, um, she after having a tough year, her friend decided to play a prank on her and wrote a letter into the Heart, Lonely Hearts Club in her name, basically. Mm-hmm. And so before you know it, Mr. Raymond gets her letter. So he he gets Martha's letter and he starts reading it and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go visit her. So he like flies out to go visit her. And he spends two days with her, and then he realizes that, you know, the letter she it says on here that um, Martha Martha was poor poor, she was poorer than the letter described her as. So like her friend kind of like hyped her up, and when he came there, he's like, "You're not all that like what the letter said." Oh, so yes. he made an excuse and was like, "Deuces, I'm going back to New York." So he ends Yikes. up going back to New York. However, she's head over heels for this man. Okay. So hopeless romantic. Okay. She's head over heels for this man, and she decides to write him several letters. Um, and then he like each one he declines. He's like, nah, like you know, it's not it. It's not working out. Like I died at this part because of the fact that like he's the one who's chasing women, but now she's chasing him, and he's like, nah, I don't want you. But she's like adamant. She's like, I want to be with you. So then she ends up the last letter that she sends him that finally convinced him is that she said she was gonna kill herself. What the hell? Yeah. That's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. She said she was gonna. Cause all these other niggas killed themselves. Not <laughs> yeah, her. She said she was gonna kill herself in the oven. She was. Basically what? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna put yourself in the oven, girl? She's like, she's gonna pour herself in he the should've... oven. Never mind. Um. Anyways. Anyways. He felt. You never know. He felt bad, so he basically. How do you put yourself in the oven? He felt bad. Do you crawl in? 
Ryan, do you What's preheat it? it? Yeah. Is it preheated or no? He feels bad. I shouldn't be laughing at this. He feels bad and he's like, you know what, girl? Come over. Come I'm surprised he didn't say, let me help you, girl. <laughs> yeah. He said, get it on, turn it on. He said, come through. Do you want it 375 or 400? I'm done. So he's like, come through to New York. So she comes to New York and surprises him, like literally rings his doorbell and this guy's like, okay, what's How up? Find me, girl? She shows up with her two kids, oh okay? And he looks yeah. at the kids and he goes, uh, no go. These kids, either you stay or the kids gotta go. <gasps> oh, so she was like, bet, sends her, the kids back to her mom. Yeah, she sends them back How to her mom. How I have no idea, but they're young kids. So she sends them back to her oh mom God. and she goes deuces. And then this guy takes her in. And then they're, at that time in New York, he's living in that house with a will from right. Luciana. So her mother, I guess she's a tenant in the house too. They decide to kick the mother out. <laughs> Wow. And they yeah. decide to live there together. And then from there on, he's still not feeling her. He's just like, this is kind of like off. Tells her that, hey, like, I'm a con man. Um, he had like, he told her this? Yeah, he's like, wow. he confessed to her that he's a con man and that his life was based off ripping off women um, from the Lonely Heart Clubs. And then she was like, wow, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She's, She's like, I love it. Person. And she was like, you know what? Let's I do this together. Wow. Let's do this together. Um, She's so really sad. I will ride with you till the wheels fall <laughs> off. So um, wherever you're at, so and then so what happens is so the, uh, so the next month they decide to go drive to Virginia where he again seduces this woman kind of does the black magic situation on her and he marries a retired teacher um within like a few weeks literally marries her gets her back what to, does come to look New like? York is he a decent looking man do no, he's not even that cute I but I, I feel like black magic will make you do anything like yeah I mean I guess guy. Yeah, but I just want to see if he's uh, he's not awful yeah he's not yeah. hideous. Put on, decent put, for that time. But, but I guess okay. also he wore like a fake, those fake. Oh, toupee. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, okay, that's how yeah. he's doing and it. And suits and stuff. But uh, he got the black magic. He actually okay. used to like sprinkle like stuff on the on the note, ask the girls for their hair, the women for their hair. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So he does he does all the shenanigans, like all the all the black magic stuff. So then anyways, he goes, this, this woman in Virginia, they get married, whatever. This convinces her to move with him to New York. She does. And Where's homegirl going? Homegirl Martha is there with him, but she is his sister-in-law. That's the code word, you know, sister-in-law. Whatever, the other woman doesn't question it. But then it comes to a point where, um, like, the, the, the Virginia lady kind of gets suspicious. Mm-hmm. And she's like, y'all have, like, a weird-ass relationship. Like, I'm not feeling this. Okay. And then they keep asking her for money, and she'll take money out. And, like, I that she was like, what <laughs> What am I doing? So then one of the neighbors from the Thompson, so the 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 first woman that was murdered, like tells him like something's off about this guy, like they already kicked the mom out and the other daughter like didn't come back from Spain, like she's literally dead. So anyways, she decides, you know what, this is not for me, leaves them love with all the she was the only survivor out of that situation. Wow. Uh, that yeah. survived that situ- the, their whole their yeah. whole murder the plot. Setup. Yeah. So anyways, you know what? They said, it is what it is. Let's find the next victim. So they go find another victim. Her name is, uh, I don't know, something. Uh, they find another victim in Illinois now, okay? Mm-hmm. This has been a few months later. They get this uh, victim to come to Chicago with them where they're hanging out, chilling. But what happens is... 
this new the new woman her her last name is young she she becomes like she starts threatening you know raymond and martha doesn't like that she's like why is she threatening my man i guess she was just arguing him oh she was threatening to leave him and stuff oh. if the in-law didn't leave so if the sister-in-law oh, if martha didn't okay. leave and martha wasn't and feeling bad. that you know so then what they did is they decided to feed her some drugs and like some <laughs> some pills put her body on like a train like a, <gasps> and then send the send her off with the train and then robbed all of the money from her okay. and moved on with their life and then they and so then no mess, no pass, yeah no so later on a few months later um raymond gets another letter um he writes a, le- a letter to another uh a, a widow that's from albany new york um her name is Jeanette. um and he like tries to be religious and all so now martha instead of being his sister-in-law she's his sister you know so what happens is they go to this religious woman stay with her for a few weeks um where she they kept like um he like the day he the day he met her the the day he met her they they moved in with her a few days later literally proposed to her asking her to bring out money and she's like bringing two thousand three thousand five thousand out for the malakavan kara like she's non-stop bringing the money out for them and then so what happens is since this lady's religious like raymond sleeps in one room and um and then Martha and the other woman sleep in another room together. Mm-hmm. So she keeps questioning him about his childhood. Like, tell me about your brother. Like, what <laughs> is he? <laughs> and, you know, Martha's getting annoyed about this. She's like, you're doing the absolute too much. But she doesn't know. Like, yeah. imagine wanting to, like, date somebody and ask about ask the sister. Yeah. And the sister's low-key, like, get away from her. I don't know this man. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is she just keeps asking about his his background. And then so she becomes, like, uh the, the new one. Mm-hmm. and uh, like becomes like she, she gets annoyed she's with the sister she's like are you serious like why are you not telling me about your brother mm-hmm. like i'm trying to get to know the info. yeah um anyways what's her name gets annoyed and she goes you know what whatever so then she like runs as still the the new the new wife or whatever fiance mm-hmm. goes up to raymond and goes you know what like your sister is hiding things from me like what's going on emma and before you know it martha comes from behind her whacks her with a hammer they decide to roll her up, shoot her, and bury her body. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so then what happens is afterwards, that same day that they committed that murder, they got another letter from another lady in Michigan. So that's, this is um, Daphne, mm-hmm. um, the home that they are found in. So they decide to deuces from New York, go to Michigan, where... They have a lot of money to be traveling everywhere, but then they're, <laughs> they're robbing, they're, they're yeah, robbing, they're robbing all like, these people, yeah, for their... Wait, what time frame is this again? Imagine never mm-hmm. working. What time back frame is this again? I think it's 28. The 1949, so okay. like, back okay. in the 1940s. So, so money, money was a little bit different back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... 2000 is like... Rest of the house. Yeah. 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 And each person, they're like getting four, five, six, like thousands and thousands of dollars. They have people's wills that are giving giving up to them. So they're, they're like what has done. They have a hell of money. So, anyways, they decide to run off to Michigan where they go meet um, this other Daphne and her daughter. Um, at first, like, you know, Daphne's cool. They're, like, she's, like, super cool with them. She's, like, oh, you're the sister-in-law. Now they change the story. Sister-in-law, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> so, basically, they change the story, whatever. Daphne's cool with it. But what happens is, um, you know, Raymond kind of, like, is feeling Daphne. And 
Martha doesn't like that shit. So she gets jealous of her and ends up murdering her. Um, and then they, they like, after after they murder her, like, they wrap her body, bury her, and then her two-year-old daughter is there. And they're like, we don't know what to do with this child. What should we do? And they went a couple days, like, back and forth trying to figure out what to do. And, like, the girl didn't trust them. She's crying. She's not eating. So they're like, you know what? I then we're just going to, yeah, kill her and bury her with her mom. So that's what they did. And then... Literally, after they buried the bodies in the basement, they just went about and lived their daily life. And that's when they were going on their dates and stuff until the neighbors kind of did the the welfare check with the police officers. Um, anyways, when they got caught like and arrested in Michigan, they confessed to their crimes right away. And they even like confessed to other crimes that they didn't commit. So I guess to them, there was like kind of bragging. Damn. Yeah. Um. But was it both of them, or was it Raymond more so? It was both of them. Actually. She, they would yeah, do, she took out Daphne herself. Yeah, they would do them together. Other yeah, yeah, yeah. They would do them together. It's two crazies that aligned. So they get they get caught up. They get arrested in Michigan, mm-hmm. and then they since Michigan at that time didn't have the death penalty, mm-hmm. so the crime that they committed in Michigan, I guess, was kind of like. It was, they got charged with it, but also the crime in New York where they killed the other woman. Um, that's where it kind of like, I think they had two crimes in New York, so mm-hmm. their case was transferred federal, over to New oh, York. Yeah, so it was transferred over to New York where mm-hmm. they got the death sentence, and then they were killed via electric, electric chair. Oh, they were but, killed. Yeah, yeah, they were killed via the electric chair. Um, but this is Martha's Martha's um quote that she said when she got when she first got arrested. Basically she says, My story is a love story, but only those tortured by love can know what I mean. I'm not unfeeling stupid or moronic. I'm a woman who had a great deal of love and will always have love. Imprisonment in the death death house has only strengthened my feeling for Raymond. So, um, and like during the trial, like the investigators and police and told her like, you know, Raymond said he doesn't love you. Cause he even said that he's like, I don't know if I love her. Like it's just, it's just whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, she was a great person to like to commit these crimes. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just what he wow. said. Um, anyways, they went and reported that to her and she was so heartbroken. She was like Girl. really, like really heartbroken. But the day that they were doing their, they're doing the execution, mm-hmm. um, they were able to like pass letters to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically in the letter he wrote, if I can scream in the top of the um, the top of the world like I would say um like I love Martha she's like the love of my life and she was like I'm so happy to die knowing this and she was like I'm ready to die right now so yeah that's that's damn I always wonder like in situations like that like obviously you're going to nod because you killed so many people you know like yeah. obviously but at the same time it's like you psychologically you think nothing of it like you're so yeah i guess content with what you did mm-hmm. that it's like you don't really care That's crazy right? you know yeah. isn't that wild mm-hmm. too? it's wild yeah mm-hmm. so like she just was... hurting a fly i think oh my god mm-hmm. no but this woman was like psychologically she was like desperate to find love mm-hmm. that she was like actually she like found it yeah best, yeah, yeah. And Dang. became obsessed with, with this guy that he's he was just out there to try to finesse people for money. Yeah. By murdering them. But That's anyways. Crazy. That's wild. Money is and those the are the two crazies. Evil. And there's a bunch of movies about them too. That, is that really? That like are of their story. 
Okay, so mine, I did not follow the rules. It's not based on a love story. It's actually domestic violence, which I feel like is still it, Yeah, same thing. That's the whole thing. You're right. But it's the guy that killed the girl. That's fine. Okay. That's, that's, that goes perfectly well with this. Perfect? Okay. That, if Period. anything, that's more on our agenda because <laughs> what did that tell you? Stay away from men. <laughs> uh, truly, though. So, the young girl's name is Shakita Bennett. On the summer of 2013, a young woman in Southside Chicago, um, Shakita Bennett, is looking to take her life back. She finally got ready to, and broke up with her boyfriend. Um, her man's name was Deshaun Johnson, uh, Johnson and he ha they have had like a very um, a volatile relationship, and he always like used to beat her, and she always had bruises, and her family would always say, like, get away from this man, you know? But she never saw it, because he would always, like, it's... A beast of cycle. Very, yeah, yeah th she was very much in that cycle. None of his behaviors seemed to be anew after Shakita ended the relationship. Her mom and other family members um, date, date their behavior all the way back to 2010. So for three years, she was in a relationship where she was not happy. Uh, finally, once she got out, um, Deshaun allegedly started stalking her and making threats. And before the summer was over, she started fearing for her life. Um, and she knew that she couldn't handle this alone. So um, they broke up in early summertime. But by the end of summertime, August 19, 2013, she gets the courts involved and she files a protection order to um, keep her away from Deshaun. According to the Chicago Times, Deshaun was threatening her and he was also he also had guns, which is Pearl. Um, obviously, someone just having access to firearm doesn't mean that they're going to kill you. But the number um, around the guns and the intimate partner violence was a, a legitimate fear for her. And so that's the reason why she decided to um, tell the authorities about it. But just because she told the authorities about it doesn't mean they're going to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. This is a case of like so many times that she reported, but they did absolutely nothing. So after they granted her the protection order, the stalking um, starts again. The threats, the harassment, the constant fear for her safety don't go away and um, taper off even after all the abuse that she has suffered. Um, Shakita's nightmare continues for years, and finally, in July 5th, 2016, she files another protection order. Just like the first one, she was granted an uh, emergency order that started the very same day, and then um, a more longer-term one that was supposed to keep Deshaun away from her, any contact with her, and it wasn't supposed to be for two years. Like, he's not allowed to call her at all. He can't email her. No surprise visits um, at the drugstore where she works at. Nothing. And then in 20. 17 December 2017 he decided to break the court order and call her and leave her horrible voicemails threatening to kill her and kill her entire family um, this is a classic behavior, a, like, stalker behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now that Shikana um, reported that Deshaun's threats to the Chicago police, and here's something that is absolutely infuriating about the story, instead of going to arrest him right away, um, because, again, he violated the court order, um, Deshaun doesn't get picked up by the police until sometime in January of 2018. Um... And this time, she moves down to the South Shore neighborhood on the south side of the city. And according to Shekana's mom, this is actually the third time that she had to move to get away from Deshaun. And she was exhausted of having to uproot her life yet again because it means um, they're doing nothing to protect her, even though she keeps getting these protection orders. Um, and then now, Shikana, all Shekana can do is hope and pray that maybe this time, somehow, this will be different. And maybe some, at this time, um, he won't be able to like find her place and he'll leave her in peace. Um, Deshaun was finally arrest arrested in January. He was held on $10,000 worth of bail. And then after that amount was cut in half to $5,000, he gets out of prison and goes right back to the same behavior. 
he decided to leave creepy voicemails um, and he did about 34 of messages um, where he explicitly threatened to kill her. And this was still not enough for the police to go and pick him up. And on March 5th, 2018, Shikana also has to deal with him showing up to the pharmacy where she works at. And she, I, th I believe she worked overnights during that time, so it would always just be stocking in front of the, like, the building for her. What the heck? And this is, uh, what's most like frustrating about the whole story is no matter whether she's in public or not, like he's there, but nobody's doing anything about it. And none of her like reports are all going unnoticed. Um, she is stated, her mom stated that um, she repeatedly would say I can't do my shift like he's right there he's basically threatening her job and like you either leave or you get fired um, and you have no income so you sit there and take the harassment from a guy who's been stalking you for years and now at this point Shikata wants to press char charges but she does um, she does call the police to file a report as soon like the next day at 11 a.m. But the thing is that uh, makes me so mad is the Chicago police almost didn't get um, the, like, they basically victim blamed her. And the spokesperson for the Chicago police, um, the person basically defended their, um, defended him um, and nothing happened to him. She wanted to press charges, but it doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere from there. This is the third attempt of her pressing charges. Um, and then... What do you call it? Um, How does that like time and time and again? But literally, that it's happens honestly, it's a piece of paper. The, the time with with domestic violence, the victims. Honestly, I swear, it's I kid you not. Yeah. It's like it's like enough. The Jennifer Lopez movie. Yeah, and now like literally, she was like, like literally, you're she's like, like you guys are gonna, you're gonna, you guys are gonna give him a paper uh, yeah. and then piss him off and then yeah. and what y'all gonna do about nothing. it? And he's like, if they if he comes at you, then call, call us. us. What is that? Yeah. By then he's gonna be murdering me. So either I take him out. The worst part about the Chicago Police Department is they basically, um, this third time that she's pr trying to press charges on him, they try to blame her for not, like, writing it down and calling to make the charges. Mm. So they try to make it seem like, had she, like, wrote it down, it, the outcomes would have been different. We were able to get to it quicker, yeah. as if, like, her calling in wasn't enough. They're so stupid. They're so Protection stupid. orders, as a whole, don't really do much. Like, they don't really help anybody. Yeah. What is a piece of paper going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Even the emergency order. She got two emergency orders. This is the third time she's pressing charges. And then now that they see the pattern, because once um, once she passes away, they go back to do an investigation, mm -hmm. and then they see the pattern of all the uh, all the other times that she This is a classic abuse pattern. This and, is like, classic they didn't do violence. anything. So yet again, she ended up going back to work, and she went back to her place and just continued as normal. Um, and then Same. there was a... Um, so basically, the National Domestic Violence Hotline website that um, there's about 96% of domestic violence victims who are employed that have problems at work because of the abuse that they're suffering, and over 70% of their employers, at least here in the States, don't have any formal policies or programs to address any sort of like workplace violence, yet there's no protection in place at work, um, which is a terrible problem um, in, its, uh, in and of itself because there's nothing that she could do. She I just, work, yeah. yeah, and she worked at a store, so he would literally just walk in. Yeah. So it ended up going in circles, and um, her case just ends up going in circles. Her hands are tied, and um, and just like any domestic violence case, it isn't taken anywhere or, or taken as seriously as it should have been. And this was de what Deshaun was like wanting from her. She was in a bad situation, and it continues to get worse. Um, and um, so Shekana was left no hope, and she prayed that police would act. And what they do instead um, sets off a chain of reaction of devastating consequences. Please don't arrest Deshaun again for violating the protection order again by showing up at her workplace. And to make things worse, according to the um, Chicago Tribune, 
Um, Shekinah's mom claims in a lawsuit that even though Shekinah adam was adamant that she doesn't want to press charges, that she does want to press charges, the Chicago police don't follow up with her or do anything to investigate her claims. Um, we know what she's doing, everything she was supposed to be doing, but the people in charge of the system were not um, were not like doing their job. Um, so what is she supposed to do? So Deshaun goes back to her house brings his gun ends up coming to her apartment complex and shooting her in the hallway of her apartment complex as she's trying to run away from him and there's video footage um of the back of the building where he's identified to walk in and in his waistband he has a gun and oh then at 10 15 a.m shakana was murdered in her place she was shot twice in the back of the head um one in the neck and was found dead in the hallway less than 40 feet from her door she was running back to her door to close her door from oh. him she was 31 years old when she died 15 days later, on April 20th, Deshaun was arrested at his brother's house in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This happened in Chicago. So he crossed state lines to get away from this um, on suspicion of Shekinah's murder. And then that's when they decided to find it. That's when they found all 10 police reports that she made over the years of allegation from 2013 to when she died in 2018. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so fucked up. They really it's so sad. Though. And then now there's like YouTube videos of Shakana's mom, her brother, and I think her sister that are advocating for her. And they like Aww. have shirts and stuff like that. They have YouTube videos because there's like nothing that could have been prevented, but there's no mm -hmm. one did anything. So mm -hmm. now giving him jail time doesn't bring anything yeah. back or fix the situation right, because yeah. she's already like. She's dead, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's still alive and able to. I mean, mm -hmm. he's in jail, but people in jail right now are enjoying their Brilliant. life. Watching At TV. this point, TikToks and stuff, TikToks. honestly, they're enjoying their yeah. life. But then it's crazy because, like, this episode that I, I was talking about, it was, like, two cases of domestic violence, and the other lady was from Australia, mm -hmm. and he ended up killing her with an axe, like, throwing an axe oh, at her. No. Is that and her whole family? No, just her. No, because then he attacked her and her home, like, her home's family. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, I think to... it was her brother. It was her, her brother, and, like, maybe a sister-in-law or something yeah. like that. But he only got to her because yeah. his main point he killed was to her. kill her. Yeah. And he ended, um, yeah. Which is, like, crazy absolutely episode. crazy to me because, I don't know, I just feel like, yeah, you're family and, like, people can advocate for you, but it's, but like, whenever... But literally nobody can stop them. No one. That's the scary... That's why I say you literally have to take out this person. Yeah. It's either they take you out or you take them out. Do what, do what Jennifer Lopez did in Enough. That's what you gotta do. Yeah. Let's bury you. Only one can survive. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. No, that's really, really sad. I hate, like, domestic violence cases. Because it's like, a lot of them, it's the same exact fucking pattern where it's like, they, the person does everything they can to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And usually what that is is just a freaking protection order. What is a piece of paper gonna do for you right. when this crazy psycho person is there? And then detect or I mean, like, the police are always like, well, he didn't really do anything. Oh, he's harassing you. Well, he didn't really technically do anything, did he now? He didn't hit yeah. you. He didn't try to stab you like, 20 times. He didn't times. break the law. Exactly. Like, why, can't we change, can't, why can't they change the law to fit in what's going on exactly. in the situation? Yeah. Like, it, it, does make, make, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they act like the, like the law is set. Like, other human beings made it at a different time. Like, yeah. let's... Let's change up the law just a little bit Truly. to benefit the people that really need it. And it's usually, like, men perpetrators in, in domestic mainly, violence cases. Yeah. Mainly, I'm not saying women are not violent, but I feel like a lot of times it's def out of defense. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mine is, of course, with the theme of, like, a killer couple. Um, so this is the case of the Lethal Lovers. Um... So we're going to start off with Kathy. Kathy, 17-year-old Kathy, um, Kathy Wood, 
um, got pregnant. She was with her boyfriend. She gets pregnant. Um, and she request like she wants to get married. Her and Ken, her husband, get married. Her home life was kind of hectic. It was abusive. She wanted to get away from that. So as soon as she got in this relationship and she's pregnant, she used that as an out to leave her abusive home. Um, so her and Ken get married. They move in together. She has a baby girl. Um, Kathy then is kind of having a rough time adjusting to motherhood. She's not really bonding with the baby. She's not really interested in bonding with the baby. Um, her husband, Ken, is kind of concerned with her behavior. The house is kind of messy. She's just, like, out of it. Um, it kind of sounds like postpartum depression, but she's got some other stuff going on as well. Um, so her husband sh suggests that she get a job outside of the home um, to maybe kind of give her some purpose um, to um, have her, get, you know, be motivated in doing something. So he suggests that she gets a job in a nursing home and... Side note, this is in Michigan, okay? This is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Michigan, okay. Michigan, yeah. It's not too far from us. Um, so she gets hired at um, the Alpine Manor Nursing Home. So she's taking care of, like, elderly people. Um, she, once she started working there, she met this group of um, ladies there that were lesbians. This is in the 80s. Um, and they were a pretty tight group of friends, um, but they, like, welcomed her in. Um, let's take a step back and let's look at the other person who's involved in this case. That is Gwen Graham. Um, Gwen Graham grew up in Texas. Um, she came from a very abusive household. Her dad used to physically and sexually abuse her. Um, it was horrible. At one point when she was younger, they had like a family dog and the dad, um, got her brother to kill the dog, like to shoot the dog. Yeah, very graphic because the dog accidentally scared a horse and he thought that the dog has to be killed for this. Um, and she took that, that very, she, like a cycle. very, it's, it's a cycle of abuse. Abuse kind of breeds more abuse as, as we all know. Mm -hmm. Um, so she had a very traumatic childhood as well. Um, she used to, when she was younger, she used to like cut herself and like burn herself. Um, she was eventually diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and other psychopathic features. Um, but anyway, so she decides to leave her abusive households and moves from Texas to Michigan. And she also gets hired at Alpine um, Manor Nursing Home, where she meets Kathy Woods. Um, they hit it off. They become friends. Um, Kathy is a pathological, or yeah, she's a pathological narcissist. And Gwen is a borderline personality, has borderline personality disorder. So the two of them hit it off. Mind you, Kathy is married at this time. Mm -hmm. So she starts having an affair with Gwen. Um, so they're all hanging out um, with the, you know, the little work group that they have. They start having an affair in 1986. Um, and then they're just kind of connecting, doing their thing. Um, and then they... Their romance is kind of hectic. Kathy Wood's relationship, her marriage falls apart. Her husband divorces her. They go their separate ways. Um, none of that matters to her because she's with um, she's with Gwen now. Mm -hmm. um, so she, once she gets divorced, she actually she actually gets remarried again. Gwen, <laughs> to, no, to a man, to another Whoa, man. <laughs> okay, she's not claiming Gwen. <laughs> yeah, she said no. She said no. She said you're my little side thing. Don't worry about what I got with these men, but you're my little side thing. Um, but anyways, these two decide to come up with this game work is just like chill so they decide to come up with this game where they start murdering people and the thing That's with this game yes the game, <laughs> yes, the, game. No. Yeah. the purpose the purpose of the game is their their goal i should say in the game is that they want to um murder enough people to spell out the word murder 
So you have to kill no you have to kill a client way. whose name starts with an M. Then you have to kill another client whose name starts with a U. Then another one whose name starts with an R. Like, do you get it? Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to spell out the word murder. Hey. Um, what? What's okay? Yeah. So the thing with this case is they never got since the clients are I mean since the clients look at me in my work work mode <laughs> since, the <patients? laughs> since the since the patients at the nursing home are all elderly. Like, they, people just die in nursing homes. That's, like, a, a normal thing. Nobody can prove that they were, like, murdered, in a sense. Yeah. Um, so, what they would do is they would... One of them would, um, like, suffocate the person. And yeah. the other one would be lookout. So, it would look like oh. a... It looked like a natural death. Yeah. So, when the coroner does their test or whatever, it just looks like a natural death. It doesn't look yeah. like anything's really out of the norm because they're all old people. Um, so, it wasn't anything too weird for them. So, the way it actually comes out is they don't... Nobody catches them. They could have gotten away with this for a little bit longer. Um, but they ended up not doing so. So, like I said, their relationship... Um, so, Kathy gets remarried to a dude. She's still having this little side relationship with Gwen. They all of a sudden start clashing. It's a lot of she said, she said situation where they're pointing the finger at each other saying, like, you're the problem. Gwen... Um, it seems like Kathy Woods is the the main leader mm-hmm. and Gwen is kind of the one that's following um they decide to break up or Gwen I guess decides to try to break up with Kathy Woods um Kathy supposedly allegedly ties her up beats her okay. um, and like threatens her okay. Gwen she dips out with her new lover goes to Texas Kathy has is remarried, but now her second marriage is not falling apart, and her second husband and her are parting ways. She oh, can, it's falling apart. It's falling apart. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. You said not As falling expected, apart. I was like, no, what? I'm, sorry, it's yeah. falling apart. Her second marriage is not falling apart. Um, she confesses to her second ex husband about what they've been doing at the nursing home. Um, oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, when Gwen left for Texas, she apparently was going to go to a different hospital, and Kathy was was concerned that she was going to start doing this game of murdering people to children because the hospital she was going to go to was a hospital with children, I guess. Oh, so they have rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently so. Okay. Apparently they, they draw the line somewhere. Okay, yeah. They said murder, cool. Old people, cool. Young people, no. 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 <laughs> Mind you, she was like neglecting her own child. So I'm like, do you really even care about children? I don't think so. What um, the heck? So anyways, her second husband and her are falling apart, or her second relationship and, and uh, fell apart for Kathy Woods. Her She confesses to her, her, her second ex-husband and tells him about this game that they've been doing and yada, yada, yada. He's like, oh no, baby, this is not good. You're doing something really shitty. So he goes to the police and then tells them like, hey. Well, these you tell your ex-husband? I don't know. Furthermore. I, I don't know if, he, if it was after they got divorced or if it was while they were still technically married. Both. But like, after they I got divorced. Like, before, like, right before you get divorced, you hate the nigga, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Because you, you something caused a divorce. Yeah, yeah. No, but she's going through the I mean, traumatic not all loss people. of her lover, her ex-side lover leaving her. So. Her, little, her little boot thing. Her, her little, little boot thing, thing decided out. to dip out, so. Her little boot thing replaced her with a different woman. So oh. she's like, how dare you? She's, she's a psycho. They're both psychos. Um, so their ex-husband goes to the police and says, y'all, these ladies are killing people. Cops pull up on Kathy Woods, um, and they ask her, like, what's been happening? Um, she kind of gives them some information about the murders, um, in order to try to get, like, a plea deal. So they get in Gwen, and they're like, what, like, we, you've been, we've been told that you've been involved in these murders, yada, 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 yada. She's like, it's not me. Kathy Woods told the police that, she, she, Gwen was the ringleader. Gwen's, no, you're the ringleader. So they're pointing the fingers at each other. Um, however, the coroner 
there was no evidence that they actually murdered these people. So when the coroner did, like, their test, they're like, okay, we're just going to do it. We're going to rule it as homicide because you guys are confessing or one of them confessed to these murders. Um, Gwen Graham, her new partner, the new lady that she's with that fled with her to Texas, she also confessed to her. Gwen confessed to the new partner that she was involved in this stuff. Um so, no, so we now have there's two, two partners yeah. that are yeah, okay. two ex-partners now who are saying that you confessed to a murder. So the police are like, okay, that just kind of corroborates everything and it aligns everything. So you guys did do this. We just don't know the amount of people you guys killed and the um, like and who who did, who, who did what exactly. However, Kathy is the one that confesses to this first, so she gets ahead of it. Therefore, she gets like a better deal out of it when it, when they um, get sentenced. Um, so. They, in total, killed five people, um, where they were, um, they were, one of them would be lookout, the other one would be, like, suffocating them with a rag, um, and that's how they ended up doing it. Um, they were so problematic, they would even do this thing where they would write each other these, like, inside jokes, like, they, they would write a letter to each other, and then they would, they would say, I would, I love you forever, and eight, and then X is, like, the number of victims that they have. So when they killed, like, one person, like, I love you forever in one day, when they killed the second victim, I love you forever in two days, and it was kind of like their little inside way of kind of keeping sick. track of the number, yeah, what of the number the of people that they, yeah. <laughs> they were crazy, 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 crazy. Um, anyways, um, so since Kathy Woods confessed, um, they gave her a plea deal, um, and she was sentenced to, um, she was she was charged with one count of second degree murder and one count of conspiracy to commit second degree murder and then she was sentenced to 20 years on each count but she ended up just doing like 20 years and then she was granted parole in 2018 and had Pardon? just um what Kathy Woods the okay. pathological narcissist and then as for um as for Graham, she was found guilty on all charges, which was five counts of murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder, and she was sentenced to five life sentences without the possibility of parole. Um, so Kathy was supposedly the one that is like, I think I feel like she's yeah, the one I that's more she's problematic, a stronger personality. Yeah, I, like. I think she's the one that's more problematic. She's she came out, so she's out in these streets doing her own thing, um, and then Gwen Graham is still in jail. Um, or in pr- prison, um, with no possibility of her ever being paroled. Um, wow, that's yeah. crazy. But she yeah, they, they literally years. were just out here trying to spell murder. They they got all the way to, to the D. They still needed to, no, they got E. R, I also have to say. They just had one more and they would completed their R. Their murder. They really said, we're just going to spell out the word murder. Yeah. And nobody's going to know. Nobody caught on. They yeah. confessed, they confessed. If they had they not confessed, they would have gotten away with it. Yeah. And they would have completed their game. What Man. a sick game. Sick. Really. What the heck, what the heck. Truly. It was crazy because I used to work at a nursing home, and whenever somebody passed away, the protocol for that person that passed away, even though it was memory care, and it was like, majority of them were in their late 80s to mm-hmm. 90s, mm-hmm. I'm like, and the people were expecting it. I was like, the protocol that you had to do. So Don't how did the like- nursing homes not peep? It's, this was in the eighties, though. Okay. This is in the eighties. I don't. I don't think they had as much. Like you know how like licensing with us now, it's like you have literally step by step what you need to do if something does even like even if an incident does happen, you have to report to so many people on that person's team, like their mm-hmm. you know their family, whatever. I feel like in the eighties they didn't. It's the eighties. They didn't give shit about shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about nothing. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense, but 
I feel like, yeah, because then I can ask, like, you have to call the ombudsman, mm-hmm. you have to do this, you got to do that. And on top of that, after they die and you find them, you have to leave them alone until the police come. So I'm like, how do they put, I guess you're strangling them, so yeah. they can't really see anything. Yeah, yeah. But like, they can't, yeah, they can't confirm exactly what it was. Just exactly, so I guess when the police come, all they see is a dead body with mm-hmm. no, like, injury, so mm-hmm. you would just think they went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But that's wild to me. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's why you should never put your parents in a nursing home. Amongst other things. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not the only reason. Amongst other things. <laughs> a lot of reasons. There's a amongst, lot of reasons. Amongst but... other things, guys. We know lots of things could happen there. Yeah. But, but yeah. That's funny. Wow. We ho- I hope you guys liked this episode. It was kind of different. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. chill. We said love, I... but no love. <laughs> love, but make it toxic. Love, but know your partner. <laughs> love, but jail. Or prison. <laughs> or death. Or death, yeah. Or death. <laughs> Or, or, or everything. Yeah. <laughs> Stay awesome. safe. Stay safe. We hope you guys have a safe and happy Valentine's. Can we say that? <laughs> Is that anti-Islamic? Yes, Is that anti-Islamic? I don't know. I feel like Valentine's Day is out of love, even though you should love every day. No, I think we said about every fucking holiday. You should love you should every, like every day. Every single day. Every single day. Your birthday, every day you should but do I don't know. I think Valentine's Day is haram. Saint Valentine's, yeah. 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 I think it's mm-hmm. the saint. most I think it's the most problematic. Yeah. Cause he's saint the saint, yeah, yeah saint, like the he, saint what he believed in and mm-hmm. all that shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I think I it's like an actual history pagan. of Valentine's Day. All I know is Maybe that's what we should have done. We should have yeah. done the history of Valentine's Day. I never Day. knew the history of Valentine's Day. That's why I'm like but I feel like every holiday is haram. Yeah. It's all pagan holidays. You know what I realized the other day? I was going through, I was going through downtown, the downtown area by, like, mm-hmm. our office. You know how they have, like, lights up? They've got, like, Christmas lights and everything up. Why the hell did they not have, like, all types of seeds and holiday? They have Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the tree, the Christmas tree, and everything all lit up, right? Y'all not doing that for Ramadan? Y'all not doing that for Eid? What's yeah. going on? Do we not live here? That's why we need to, we need to have... City council. City council, council members. Yep. We gotta go to city council and say city council. This is, this is um, not inclusive when we don't like it. Period. I don't like it. I was like, I'm going to pen a letter to city council and say, this makes me feel a way because my tax dollars are helping fund y'all lighting up the city, mm-hmm. downtown area, these trees, for a holiday that I don't even celebrate. And for my holiday, I'm not getting lights. Why am I not getting lights? We don't get anything for a holiday. We don't, get- <laughs> we don't even get off in some, some places. So- yeah, Valentine's is considered a religious holiday. Everything is considered a religious holiday. Literally, it's, just, it- it's just America... Yeah. Has mainstreamed everything, and capitalism has mainstreamed everything to make big bucks from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Valentine's Day is haram. Better not see y'all on Instagram. <laughs> Posting a little hard up, shenanigans. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up. That's, that's some haram shit. Put your little sneaky link. <laughs> that's Bro, some haram I, shit. I, where the hell does the sneaky link? Can I, can I explain something? Where the hell does the sneak, sneaky link situation come from? I just, sneaky, I'm too, sneaky I'm too, link? sneaky link, yeah. Do you get me what I'm talking about? I don't know what that is. I'm too grown for that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> You're too old for that. Way too Excuse old. Said. Way too old. I. <laughs> You're too old for that. Um, but anyways. That's it for you guys. We hope you guys like this episode. We love true crime. Um, if you don't like true crime, sorry. Um, if you do, let us know if you would like more true crime episodes or what else you want to hear from us. We will catch you guys on the next episode. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram at the Unran Podcast. Holla at you girls. Bye. Bye.